following is a special presentation of the Benefit of the Dowd podcast. From Chicago, it's the Doubting Thomas podcast with Clifton Thomas and your host, And welcome to the Doubting Thomas Monthly Recap for January 2022. It's our first Doubting Thomas of the brand new year. And joining me because the the Thomas to my doubting is Clifton M. Thomas. How you doing, Cliff? I'm excellent. I'm a little caffeinated now. And uh, so all right. I'm, I'm feeling good. And as I always say, I have good company, which uh, makes it all lots of fun. Oh, you're so sweet. Uh, well, yeah, no, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. This has a bit of been a bit of a marathon session, a little inside baseball. We've recorded the last two uh, top stories for this podcast um, right before we got onto this, so this is our third podcast of the evening. But hopefully, after we're done here, we can take two weeks off. But uh, you know, I gotta say, it's we're we're a few episodes into season three. I'm kind of digging this panel podcast stuff. It's it's kind of working for me. I it like really it too. is. And uh, another another change to season three, the Twitch broadcast. We're up to like I think it's like four followers on Twitch now, so <laughs> that's kind of cool. Um, and like I, I I don't know I don't think you've actually jumped on when I've when I've been recording, but basically it's just me recording my script. And you know if it if I do well, then it's great. Then you get like a preview of what the news is going to be. And if I don't, then it's hilarious. So you know, um, I actually and like, I actually just installed uh, Twitch on my phone again after not having it there for a while. So I need to mm-hmm. go in and subscribe to the benefit of the Dow channel, which listeners you should be doing as well, so that you'll know when Adam goes live, and you can join yep. Twitch.tv slash benefit of down something else that uh, benefit of that benefit of the doubt i'm sorry just as an aside one thing that uh you should also check out as listeners because i think you know we're all one big family here the us and some Mm -hmm. of the our our guests that we've had and and and, uh, i think two-time guest michael fisher has started streaming on twitch yeah doing retro gaming i i've i have been I've probably attended like five out of the like seven that he's done, and it's a lot of fun. So if if you you have a again another reason to to install Twitch, if benefit of the doubt and Adam reading scripts live isn't enough if, for you, there is another reason. Well, uh, you know, I'll tell you the reason I started doing the script reading live was because I over the over the winter I heard about these study streamers. That are like, they're people that are, they're doing Twitch streams of them studying or like working or stuff like that. It's like, it's basically like, kind of like you're watching somebody, you know, study for, and they do it for like 12 hours a day. And um, that's actually kind of a growing community in the Twitch, in the Twitch space. And largely it's because of A, the social isolation of Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Um, but also like they say it's very motivating for them because like, there's like this subconscious, like people are watching me, I better get stuff done, you know? And like, it's kind of like the same feeling that you get when you go to a library, right? right. like mm. when you're sitting at a library, 
you know, if you're sitting there like diddling on your phone, people are going to be there like with, you know, giant books open in front of them. They're going to be looking at you like, what are you doing diddling on your phone like that? You know, so it's like kind of like that, you know, that social pressure that you get, but it's all being done online. So that's why I started doing the live stream of the of the script reads because you know a it's another platform to get on which is fine and it's fairly low effort so that's right. good um and uh yeah so it's just um it's it it adds maybe a little bit of extra work because like normally when i screw up a script i'm just like oh darn it you know you know now i'll actually look at the camera and be like you see what i have to do here you know <laughs> so it's like there's a little bit more to edit out but uh, in general, you know, I, I've got. I think um, the inside yeah. baseball stuff, though, um, so to speak, you know, that making the sausage, if you will, is is really interesting, and mm-hmm. uh, I think um, that's something that would have gotten me much more in, into podcasting or 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 uh, listening to podcasts and watching live content than I would have in the past. You know, if I if this had existed, you know, five to ten years ago. So I I welcome it, and I yeah. I think it's really cool, and yeah, especially with um. With how isolated everybody is, it's it's definitely a nice little addition. So yeah, and if you guys yeah. aren't uh, Patreon subscribers and and you like a little bit of extra content, also, uh, you know, feel free to to toss a a couple of bucks Adam's way, and, yeah, and you'll get some extra stuff as well. So I would appreciate it. Um, like for example, these Doubting Thomas mm-hmm. episodes are for for patrons only when we record them live. Um, now, one thing I don't like about Twitch is they want you to have a set schedule, which I don't necessarily have that. Like, I won't always record my scripts on a Friday night or on a Saturday. Um, so, like, it's 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 kind of rough in that regard. Like, I can't tell people exactly when I'm going to be recording my script because it's basically when I'm done right. writing it. And I've also wondered if maybe I should add on, and maybe I'll do this later, but maybe I'll add on, like... Uh, maybe like a regular Thursday night thing where I where it's me writing the script, you know, so it's like me kind of like sounding out, you know, jokes and sounding out the stories and maybe like that. I don't know if I want to get into it that far, but um, but what I will tell you, here's what here's here's my Twitch promise to you is if we can get 20 people watching a stream, watching a stream of me recording the script, I will continue the stream through the editing process as well. So you can see like how the sausage is made, like, literally, like, how I, you know, go through and, like, where I make my cuts, and I think it could, honestly, if it were me, I would be kind of geeked to see something like that, because, like, I, I'm just saying, I know a few tricks that can be handy, so, like, um, yeah, I think that could be really cool, so the first time I get 20 people watching a, a script read stream, I will... Stop the record. Stop the you know recording when I'm done recording the script, and I will go straight into the editing hmm. process with a shared screen so that you can all see how it gets done. Very interesting. So, Sounds fun. I, I don't. Like to... I don't know how that's going to work, to be honest. <laughs> but um, but uh, anyway, so um, yeah, so we've actually uh, filled up enough material here that we can <laughs> continue on because we only did half a month this month, so there's really not a whole lot to. Um, to talk about compared to a normal month, but we started off the month with a kind of a sort of CES recap, and I'm actually going to tie in our Beyond a Doubt with Nirav at the same time because he was actually there on the ground at CES, and so we can get some of his impressions in there as well. So um, 
I thought CES was a really interesting show. Um, it was very fascinating to watch it get systematically dismantled over a period of about 24 hours in, in early December. Um, but, like, for the from what I've heard, like, the people that actually went to CES, it was actually a really good experience, and not just because there was nobody there. Like, um but uh, but it was it was actually rather mobile centric, like surprisingly mobile. I mean, I wouldn't say centric, but there was a lot of mobile going right. on there. Um, and so it would have uh, honestly been even more so yeah. had had not so many companies pulled out because of what was going on. Right. right. It was right. But uh, but you know, and you know what you know what's going to be challenging is you know I we we talked about this at, I th- I think we talked about this on the CES podcast, but um, since we're going to be doing a lot more panel podcasts. Um, for for this show, there's going to be a, not as much to talk about in Downing Thomas because we'll have already covered it <laughs> during the panel podcast. Um, but uh, but yeah, so like we saw the launch of the Samsung Galaxy S twenty one FE, which didn't happen at CES but during CES. And my re- by the time this goes to air, my review of the of that phone will finally finally be going up on Digital Trends. I've been working on that thing like all week. It's been a slog. Is this um, your first review I'll be honest. of a device for Digital Trends? Oh no no not no. I did the um, you'll remember I did the. Um, the the duo the the duo oh, two that's the, right the yeah, micro, yeah yeah what if it feels like you um, haven't I've been done... working for them that long i i keep forgetting that you started with that yeah well yeah well i've I, and not to mention when you say device i've been freelancing with them for like right, two right, years right. so like you know all bunch of like vacuums and uh smart light bulbs and six doorbells in a row <laughs> like you know, um but yeah, so like no, it's not my first phone review. Uh, the the duo was my first phone review. Phone review for them. I want to. I'm trying to remember if I've done another official phone review with them. I don't think I have because I only freelanced in the mobile segment for like two mm. months before they hired me on full time. And then when they hired me on full time, that was CES season, and I did a surprisingly little amount of writing during. <laughs> For being a staff writer. Um, Speaking so, of uh, uh, um, the duo, real yeah. quick, just because I don't think this will be something that makes it in an, an, in like a, a segment or, or something we covered, but the original Surface mm-hmm. Duo, my Surface Duo included, just got Android 11. So now they're only like, Android now 11. they're only one version behind most of everybody else. That's funny. That's funny. And actually, um, on a on a similar similar vein uh digital trends uh, andy boxall mm-hmm. uh, uh, our our freelancer at, at digital trends wrote a uh, wrote a piece about the blackberry key 2 i saw that i actually read it and mm-hmm. and and the atrocious software <laughs> updates that came along with it and he was telling us in our in our editorial meeting that today like the hate mail that he got from that piece and i'm like well yeah you poked the uh, you poked the blackberry bees nest you can't do that how is there still a bees you, nest they haven't put out a photo you say you years. say you say blackberry and the pitchforks come <laughs> out <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, he's right, if though. That phone, at... if I remember correctly, didn't get a version level update. It's, it was still no, on Android 8. No, I don't think it 8. did. Android 8.1 yeah. Oreo. So, and like, true story, I had the key to, I reviewed it for uh, Board at Work. And so I, I had it here. And uh, I have a cousin. Um, my cousin's husband was, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but he was obsessed with Blackberries. He loves Blackberries. And so, like, I pulled I pulled out the key, too, and I'm just like, you know, 
we just had uh we they they met me for you know they met me for lunch when i came out by you and we met him for mm. dinner afterwards i'm like you know they were so nice i'm just gonna he he's such a blackberry fan i'm like i'm just gonna send him this this phone and i'm like one more time i'll turn it back on and i turned it on and i saw android 8.1 and i'm like Okay, I, I I'm done with this. I can I can send it away. So, um, sorry, Jeff. Um, you know, but, you uh, were right though. But totally. Yeah. I I had a key one and I took it to work. And sometimes I gauge like the, you know, because I'm I'm a phone nerd, right? Just like you. And, and mm-hmm. oh. a lot of the things that I'm excited about, say. most people aren't <laughs> excited about. Oh yeah. I, I mean, totally. I got a lot of comments totally. just asking what it was with the Surface Duo because it does look very different. I got, oh, but yeah. besides that, I mean, I think the most questions I've ever had about a phone were about the, the key one. The majority of the yeah. questions were, is that a BlackBerry? I thought, didn't think they were still around, but, <laughs> you know, it's just well, interesting. Well, it's like when I, when I, uh, when I reviewed the BlackBerry 10, it was it was it was one like one of the last Blackberries to run the Blackberry mm-hmm. operating system, and it was, this I'm talking a long time ago. This right, is for Pocket right. now, um, but I want to say the final the final words of that review were: if you decide to carry this phone, just be prepared for the question: yes. is that a BlackBerry? Yes. And then be prepared for the follow up question: why? <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, no. That's kind of, and that's kind of true to this day. Um, but, and actually, like, when we got back from Disney at the airport, I saw someone using a BlackBerry Key 2. Really? Like, in the wild. And what? I'm like, wow. And I and I walked up to him, and you know what I said to him? Blackberry? Is that a BlackBerry? <laughs> <laughs> and, anyway, and, and, I, and, I, and I flat out told him, I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy, so don't worry. But oh, cool. Good on you, man. If I'm editing this, I might have to insert a rim shot there. <laughs> But anyway, um, but anyway, yeah. So like getting back to, we were talking about CES, believe it or not, um, getting back to CES, um, there was a lot of stuff there that was, you know, potentially kind of cool. Like CES has a, has kind of a reputation for like being kind of like a lot of throwaway technology, but like this year we saw the, uh, the QD displays coming from like, I want to say, what was Samsung. It, Samsung and LG, mm-hmm. I think, um, and I think Samsung was like the the major quantum dot OLED specifically. Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know there was uh, the I can't get past that BMW with the uh, with the e ink display on the outside. That is just so you know, cool. It, like it, it was, it was interesting enough that my wife actually remarked about it like a week after we podcasted. So it wasn't just tech nerds. I yeah. Mean, I, it got through to the it normals did. I think too. I saw it on like CNN's <laughs> news and stuff like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. But again, just a concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like overall, it was it was a fun show. I think I would have enjoyed mm-hmm. going if I could have. But uh, then the following week, we were supposed to cover what we just covered earlier this evening the uh the the trip to the kennedy space center but (laughs) that kind of got overridden a little bit um microsoft decided to um as i as i put it in the intro decided to flip over the buffet table and while they were at it nuke the locker room (laughs) um microsoft purchased blizzard entertainment activision blizzard for 80, 80, 81 billion dollars, I believe it was. Or was it one hundred eighty-one billion? 
No, it was, was it was eighty one. It was not hundred and eighty one. But um, eighty one billion so is still like, like the gross national uh, revenue of like a small country. So come on, right? So like I brought on uh, Giovanni uh, Giovanni Colantonio mm. from uh, from Digital Trends, the gaming editor over there, because he was like, uh, first of all. He's a good guy. He's a fun guy to talk to. I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you've listened to like anything else that I he's haven't. done, but he's got a podcast of his own, um, and he's got he's got a good podca- podcaster voice. I re- I really enjoy uh, I really enjoy talking to him, and he's also the kind of guy where like you bring up a topic and he just runs mm. with it, and it's really great. So like just you know professionally speaking as a podcaster, Giovanni. You know your stuff. I, I appreciate that. So, uh, but yeah, so he came on and he was talking about like the far reaching implications of this Microsoft Blizzard deal, like whether or not it'll actually happen, what mm. could potentially upset it, what does it mean for like, you know, Xbox Game Pass users and future Xbox Game Pass users? Because believe me, after that purchase, there will a be a more. lot of future Xbox. Game Pass, uh, Xbox Game yeah, Pass true. users. What does that mean just... for like Stadia or you know some of the comp- Nvidia's GeForce Now? I think it's called. Just when so much IP belongs to one company, a lot of lot of like a you're lot saying, of a people lot are of calling Monopoly. <laughs> a lot of people are calling Monopoly, and uh, that's uh, history is not on Microsoft's wouldn't side. Would it be ironic if uh, if the Monopoly game series was also? Intellectual <laughs> game property of Blizzard Activision. Can you can you just imagine the uh, the um, the congressional hearings where uh, you know the not uh, only the are you a monopoly, like, you also own monopoly, Mister Mister Nadella. Can you explain to me why you're trying to build a monopoly in the gaming industry? Actually, Senator, we don't own monopoly. Oh. All right. Well, never mind. <laughs> but we will soon. It'll just be another year. Oh man. Anyway, so the, I'm just trying. I, I have to think that this is the type of thing where there will be congressional hearings. I mean, there, there's there's no way that's not going to happen, right? <laughs> you know what? I don't know enough about because I know there has been a lot of consolidation in in the. Um, in the in the every well, industry right, ever right exactly but specifically <laughs> in in uh i don't know what you'd call it i was going to like game houses or ga- uh, gaming developers is what i should say and it you know just a lot yeah. of smaller uh developers and they basically basically have just like what is it like three or four different like powerhouses and then indie developers and mm, um, yeah. and and those are purchased all the time too like with aqua hires so i, I yeah don't know. well but when you think about it, like, especially in gaming and especially, like, in the entertainment industry in general, whether you're, you're talking about, like, writing or movie producing or music production or or video game production, like, indies can go really far. You know, Beat Saber was an indie developer with, like, four people in it when they first started. Hmm. And, like, you know, now they're, like, one of the biggest VR um, I I don't even want to say games. So they're like one of the biggest VR well, presence. You, you also have is... to consider that that was that was basically a new avenue for games, and so they were True. starting out with little competition. Um, 
I mean, Justin Bieber was a YouTuber before he became an international. I mean, like the the entertainment industry is a is a is an area is an arena where small people can become very big, very. Fast. I, I think that I think so the, like, the, the the like podcasts, for example. I think the easiest <laughs> comparison would be like the music industry when you had, you know, companies like Sony that own like Columbia and a whole bunch of other. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what do you would what would labels and then you know conglomerates of labels i mean it to me that's like the closest thing to what you would call the gaming industry um but i mean hell if if the if, True. if the fcc or i don't know would it be the federal trade commission in this case but if they allowed ftc the yeah but in this case the fcc allowed or the ftc allowed comcast to buy nbc universal and they're uh, a pipe you know so they own a bunch of different yeah. things. Then, what, I mean, I don't understand why they wouldn't approve Microsoft's purchase. I they just right. That's very true. That's very very. But it's true. also different so administrations, just... and 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 so you and, and you know it just it changes with the wind with the wind in terms of of what gets regulated. It's 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 really it's it's fascinating though. Like watching the fallout of this particular no purchase because there's uh, yeah. Uh, true, but like, because there's so many, like, there's so many stakeholders involved here, and like, it, it, this is just so much farther reaching than just like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Like, Call of Duty's a big thing. Don't get me wrong, but there's tendrils out right. sticking out from Call of Duty. Like, you know, and you know, one of the things that uh, Giovanni was pointing out was, you know, King is almost a bigger acquisition than Activision. Like, because King is like, you know, Candy Crush, right, Mobile right. Division, the mobile side. Mm-hmm. and they are like perfectly in line with Microsoft's ambitions to just dive into mobile mm-hmm. gaming like head first and like also consider you know, as the torpedoes aside that in full speed ahead. In the next uh, month or so we're gonna see the official launch of Android games on Windows eleven. Mm, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I I've used the beta. Ain't much there right now, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> it's yeah. not much the Okay. But uh this this is also just an interesting thing to think about is that Microsoft technically will probably be producing movies because of all the gaming franchises that are getting made into movies. I mean, it's just That's true. That's true. It, it really does. It affects a lot of things that I hadn't even really thought about until you started mentioning this and then my brain started spinning and hmm. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of stuff. You start spinning. Did you see the uh, the Rock uh, announced that he was going to be working on a movie for a new game based movie, and he said it's a game that he has been kicking butt for for years. I don't remember his exact quote, but the Rock is basically doing another movie based on a game, and he hasn't said what game it is. And I'm kind of hoping it's Candy Candy Crush, but I don't think it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how that works. <laughs> It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me to see like a Call of Duty movie. No, no not at all. You know, or something like that. Especially one that would like surprise me at all. Span, like time travel and like spanning different eras and stuff like that. They could really make some interesting. If oh, you know, what would make a good movie. Assassin's Creed. Yes. That would make a really good movie. In fact, isn't there an Assassin's Creed movie? Now that I think about that it, that was Prince of, Prince of Persia, Jake... which is like really similar. Oh, that was. Prince I know. Of Persia. I get those mixed up. Was it? Was that Jake yes. Gyllenhaal? That was that. Yes. That was that one, right? Okay, okay. It was pretty bad. <laughs> you know, it'd be a great movie, Prince of Persia. <laughs> yeah, we should make that movie. Wait a minute. Let's see. The Rock was in what Doom? I can't think of any he other gaming Doom. movie. Gaming, well, other than Jumanji, but that's not really the same thing. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. Activision's been around forever since I was playing Commodore sixty four games. That's how long Activision has been around in some form. Hmm. Would GI Joe be considered a gaming movie? No, not really. Not really. Rampage. Rampage. Mm. Yeah, there you go. He was in Rampage. Well, that's a throwback. I, I Google it. By the way, um, but I just I, I just googled gaming movie Dwayne Johnson and for some reason <laughs> Free Guy came up. Um, but uh, is San Andreas? That's not a gaming movie, is it? No, not <laughs> to my knowledge. I kind of like this article here. You know what? I'm gonna oh shut up Google. I'm gonna add this to my I'm gonna add this to my news roundup actually for this week. It's a it's a, an article titled. Um, the Rock is doing another video game movie, so let's consider the possibilities. And um, oh yeah, Fortnite, good one. Um, but no, there was a the the Google title for this was um, shoot. Oh, The Rock is in another video game movie. These are the terrible possibilities. <laughs> he really is in like everything right now. Wow, we have really. We have really straight off of the topic here, but well, you know what? <clears throat> Not a lot has gone on this month, honestly. <laughs> so True. that's that's kind of okay. And actually, I suppose we should just take this opportunity to go ahead and transition over. Uh, I think this is going to be a shorter episode anyway, just because we're only working with half a month here anyway, right. and I'm getting hungry and I want to go eat. So anyway, um, we should do before we get too much farther. We should do our patron shoutouts, mm. and that is going to start with Mr. Zachary Palmer. Thank you, Zachary. Mr. Scott Brady. Thank you, Scott. Mr. Neil Wilson. Thank you very much, Neil. Mr. Mike Hahn, friend of the show, Bender. Thank you very much, Mike Hahn. Michael Kepper. Keeper or Kepper? I I literally Kepper. don't remember. It's Kepper, isn't I it? know this until I say his name. And ah, anyway, uh, Josh Stone. Oh, thank you, Michael. Josh Stone. <laughs> thank you, Josh. Uh, Heim. Thank you very much, Heim. And Clifton Thomas, who for some reason is still paying to work on this show. God bless you, sir. <laughs> anyway, uh, so those are our patrons who are contributing. $5 or more, they get a shout-out on every Doubting Thomas monthly recap. And I'm going to throw a little bonus in here. If you become a new patron at the $5 level or more, I will read any name you want. <laughs> so if you if you want me to read Margaret Thatcher Naked on a Cold Day, I will read Margaret Thatcher Naked on a Cold Day. I'm just saying. So just... Uh, all right, let's let's put an asterisk Patreon.com slash benefit. We reserve the right to uh, refuse names based on if they if they don't meet a certain standard. No racism. Nah, you know what? No. Oh well, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's. I guess there have to be certain social. Okay, just keep in mind. I'm a Democrat, okay? Let's just <laughs> go from there. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so then uh, the last story that we had of the month was the story that we just talked about about an hour ago, <laughs> and that was um, our full review of the Kennedy Space Center trip. And, uh, Cliff, have you thought of any any other, any other additional details you wanted to cover since in the 40 minutes it has been <laughs> since we... <laughs> since I still want to go. <laughs> talked about this. No, you Oh, I know what I wanted to go. ask you. This is like okay, one of those yeah, things I had pop up in my head, and I just I couldn't sneak it in. This uh, is the best opportunity. So I I saw that you purchased the space station Lego set. Did you buy that at the Kennedy Space Center? Uh, I did not. That was actually a birthday present from my wife. Ah. Um, that uh, she actually ordered um, 
my wife ordered like a bunch of Christmas presents for me and none of them came by Christmas. And it's not like she was like, you know, sleeping on it or yeah, anything. Yeah. Like she she ordered them like a week in advance Sh- or something like that. Shipping Just has been a none shit of show. them showed up. That none of them showed up. Like all of my stuff got there fine. Even stuff that I didn't order from Amazon got there fine. But like I was also ordering like around December first. Yeah. And I know my wife was not that early, but yeah, so like when we got home from Disney, I had like a stack of boxes for like all my Christmas presents that I <laughs> that I could open. Um I, I didn't have that I didn't have any trouble getting the presents that I ordered in time. What I did forget to do though was buy uh good stocking stuffers and so my wife mm. you know got me nice presents but really good stocking stuffers and i was like here's an orange <laughs> it oh wasn't that bad but it was like it was definitely like walmart stuff <laughs> i'm surprised you're still alive <laughs> no and um true story actually for our christmases um we uh we um i never did stocking stuffers mm. like my growing up my parents you know, would would do the stockings and what and whatnot, but I never did stocking stuffers. So like when I when I first started dating, you know, and then subsequently married my wife, suddenly stocking stuffers were a thing that I had to do, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. So like every year, it's actually kind of an annual tradition. I will go to Target on like December somewhere between December 22nd and 23rd, like somewhere in that neighborhood, and just walk around and like just see what strikes me as like something mm-hmm. and my wife she will give me a like a list she'll give me like a list of stuff that she would like but you know i'll uh, what i'll do is i'll i'll take the opportunity i'll go look like at like a perfume that i like the smell of mm-hmm. you know or uh you know and i always make it a mission to buy the ugliest hair clip that i can find just to see if she'll wear it <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that is stocking stuffers are are a social test or <laughs> Yeah, basically. And like this year, uh, well, this year, one of my stocking stuffers was a bottle of uh, was a bottle of Jack Daniels black (laughs) or no, not Jack Daniels. I'm sorry. Johnny Walker black. Um, And so like, you know, best best stocking stuffer ever. So I was I was Um, updating a menu for my uh, day job and they were updating uh, liquor prices and I updated (laughs) Johnny Walker blue. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. That's expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we went to uh, well while we were at Disney, we we went to one sit down restaurant while we were there. Like everything, we didn't make our reservations nearly early enough, so everything was like sold out. But we found one restaurant in in, in Hollywood uh, Studios that had a reservation, and um, I ordered um, the Johnny Walker Blue. I want to say a glass of it was. 60 80 dollars yeah. something like that something in that neighborhood um i ended up getting a mccallan 15 that's expensive for too. like it was like 30 yeah it was like 30 35 something like that McAllen 15 and went, year is good though it is oh it is it was yeah. it was excellent uh so i got that and then uh after the see what what you do is you drink the good stuff first and then yeah. once you've had the good stuff, you drink the cheap stuff. Yeah. So after after we did the after I did the McAllen fifteen, then I got a I think I wanna say it was like a Johnny Walker black or something like that. Words of wisdom um, from words Adam of, Dowd. Drinking words of wisdom. But um uh, but no, so like um you know, some of the things that we didn't do at the Kennedy Space Center was, you know, and and, and part of it was I wanted to leave stuff for like the next time mm-hmm. and i know they were actually building a new attraction coming in spring of 2022 
So I, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to open there. Mm-hmm. But I think the next time I go to the Kennedy Space Center, I think it will be explicitly to see a launch. Yes. Like, um, that would be, I think, I, I think that would just be amazing. Like, just seeing that in person. Like, I've seen it on movies so much. Right. And I, and I have to wonder, like, how much of what I see in the movies is, like, straight up, just point a camera at a rocket and watch it go up, and how much of it is, like, you know, slow motion mm-hmm. and more dramatic stuff. And, all like, all I just of the, the ice it. falling off of the, the sides of it right? as it goes up. But I was going to ask you, though. I, yeah, because I know, I mean, so much of, of what's going actually going up into space that's covered now and, and is is commercial uh, industry stuff. And, and so I, I was gonna, I, th- I think if I remember right and I was going to ask you, if this is true, isn't I, I think either Blue Orbit or or um, Origin or, or Blue Origin or um, SpaceX are actually launching from Kennedy at some point. Sometimes aren't SpaceX you? is yeah SpaceX. all the time. Okay. That's what I thought. So Blue Origin launches from their facility in Texas. However, Blue Origin actually does have a warehouse across the street from the Kennedy yeah. Space Center. What's so like as you're driving into the Space Center, the first thing you see is a Blue Origin big yeah. deck. I th- I so. think it's just it's just like you know California and Silicon Valley. You you have those concentrations of mm-hmm. engineers that you know that's where the talent is. It's like where why. Um, because Lenovo's, or I'm sorry, RBM is in Raleigh in North Carolina, so you have a whole bunch of, like, that's where Red Hat is, that's where, you know, there's just a whole, there's there's these little pockets of... Yeah, yeah. So I did not see a <clears throat> SpaceX facility, but, like, Blue Origin was very obviously right across the street yeah. from the entrance. So uh, there's, uh, yeah, there was little left to uh, the imagination there, huh. but, man, just like... <sighs> did you see the big penis? I, I well, I saw the big big penis logo um, on, the, on the on the outside, which is a feather. I've learned. I've since learned, but um, but yeah, like, and you know what? I didn't even realize this, but like, when you pull up a space a satellite image of the Kennedy Space Center, you can actually see like I I I don't know if you saw the picture that I posted on Twitter about the uh, the stolen joke. Here's a reminder to get your boosters. But like, when you're going in to see the space shuttle Atlantis, you actually walk underneath. Uh, t- uh, mock-ups of that uh, the, the two boosters that would launch oh, the space no, shuttle into space, post. and like if you go to if you go to like Google Maps or Google Earth, you can actually see that rocket, like that the thing that you walk through. I don't know to, what the and, po- the post about the bird was though, and I forgot to add. You never told me the bird. And I, oh, the it was a falcon, the, wasn't or, or the a hawk. hawk? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about that. So the story of the hawk is when I was... Before I decided that I didn't like making videos, <laughs> I was going to make a video called um, My Trip to Disney as Seen Through the Lenses of the iPhone 13 Pro and the Google Pixel yes. 6. So for the entire vacation... I walked around with these two phones in my pocket, and every time I would stop to take a picture, I would pull out one phone, take a picture, put that in the pocket, pull out the other phone, take a picture, put that in the pocket, and continue on. And it probably drove my family a little nuts, but um, 
you know, it was just, and, and not to mention, especially when you add in the fact that, like, for a lot of pictures, I was doing an ultra wide, wide, and zoom in, you know, photo. Mm-hmm. So it was like six pictures, oh, you know, all told. I've, I've helped you with these. I know how it goes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You've seen me do it. Yep. So, uh, um, so whatchamacallit, um, when we were at Epcot the one day, um, I had to go back. Uh, we had to go back to the entrance to. Um, I think it was to. Oh, get to get one of the. We rented one of those scooters to like scoot around in because, um, uh, because uh, my wife's feet were. She has diabetes and like mm-hmm. that causes like a lot of foot the swelling. Issues. And, yeah. So yeah, so we we got, rented one of those scooters. So um, they had like a waiting list when you first got there if they didn't have one. So um, we went to Epcot and we got our on the waiting list while we were at Tomorrowland. Um, we got a, a notification saying the scooter's ready. So we we I I high hoofed it back to the entrance, and while we were there. Um, I was waiting for something to happen and I was sitting on some steps, blah, blah, blah. I think that's actually when I shot that video that we were talking about with the Disney app, mm-hmm. with the, uh, with the circle, um, <laughs> the circle in the Disney. That's when I shot that video. Anyway, so we got the scooter and my family went back to Tomorrowland. I was right behind them and I was following and I was following them and I looked up and I saw this hawk sitting on the top of the, the top of the building. So I grabbed my iPhone, took a picture, you know, one picture, two picture, three picture, and then I like zoomed in. Actually, the zoom on an iPhone fairly impressive yeah, at 15x, yeah. I got to say. Anyway, so I took a picture of this guy, put the phone back in my pocket, reached in my other pocket. There was no phone there. Uh. <laughs> so I said, shit where's my phone (laughs) so i'm like i'm like you know we were over by the entrance last that was the last time i had it because i mean i'm taking pictures obsessively throughout our entire trip no it wasn't it wasn't and you're in florida so you don't have your jacket of a thousand pockets right it was it was actually magic kingdom because that's where tomorrowland is but anyway Mm. that's not the point of the story i'm just like you know we were just at the entrance and i've been taking pictures like obsessively i know that was the last time i had it so i just like started beelining it back and here's a and i don't remember if i said this on the podcast or not but i had the iphone with me and you can't do find my android phone on an iphone they don't have that app like they don't have the android device Mm -hmm. manager so I had to open up Chrome, go to the device yeah. manager website, log in, and I'm like doing this while I'm like running back to the or as as fast as a fat guy runs, um, while I'm running to the uh, to the entrance, and I like pulled up the phone, and um, you know I saw that it was over by the entrance, you know because it shows you like mm-hmm. where the device is, so I hit the uh, ring, the ring button, mm-hmm. you know to to make the device ring, so it rang for a couple of seconds and then it stopped. Okay, so I hit ring again, and it rang for a couple of seconds, and then it stopped. So oh. I hit ring again, and it rang for a couple of seconds, and then it stopped. And right then I said, okay, good, I'm safe. So I put my iPhone back in my pocket, I slowed down, and I walked at a nice leisurely play- pace to the lost and found. And here's, and here's why. Hmm. When you ring a phone, like you lose your phone. When you ring a phone... When you someone picks up the phone, then they say, "Oh, stop ringing." Right. Okay. That's what I thought. Then was you going ring on. it. Then you ring it again, and they're like, "What? This thing's ringing again? Stop ringing." Now, if they are going to take your phone, 
or they're going to attempt to make, make get away with your phone. At that time, after the second ring, they turn it off. If you ring it a third time and they stop the ringing, that means you're okay. Huh. Because that means they haven't turned off the phone. Right, right. They don't, they don't have any intention of getting away with it. So that's why I walked to the Lost and Found. And I walked in and I said, you know, hey, I'm looking for my phone. It's in a Kylo Ren case. It's a Google Pixel 6. They're like, what's that? I'm like, here. <laughs> Beep. And so it started ringing again. They're like, oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> they like... Um, and they came back out and they're like, so can you tell, and they came back out and they're like, um, can you tell me like, you know, what does the phone look like? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'll do you one better ring. And it started ringing. They're like, oh yeah, that's it. Okay. And then they handed it over to me. So, but had I not stopped to take a picture of that Hawk, I would not have realized Ah. that I left my phone somewhere. So therefore the Hawk saved me $600. Interesting. And it was funny because we had ordered food and, um, um, you know, and like we said during the podcast, all the app is all, all the food is done through the right. apps and stuff like that. So I had actually ordered the food for my family, and so like while I'm running back to this uh, lost and found place, my wife, yeah, and my wife knew what happened. Like I, she knew where I was mm-hmm. going and where I was because I had sent my son ahead and and said, you know, go tell mom I lost my phone. I'm gonna go get it back and blah blah blah. So she texts me. She's like, I can't get the food. And I'm like, that's not my biggest problem right now. <laughs> oh, because you, you it was on your phone, the app, the app that you had ordered. It on. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So she's like, I can't pick up the phone. And I'm like, or I can't pick up the food. I'm like, that's not my biggest problem right now. <laughs> and I told her, I'm like, I'll tell you what, if I forget about the phone, that's f- I'm okay with that, but I'm going to buy another one. <laughs> so, but that anyway. stopped the, 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 I can't get the food complaint. <laughs> right, right. No, so that so that was my that was my hawk story for Disney. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but uh, all right, you know what? I think that's a pretty good place to wrap things up, right? Sure. Um, so uh, and oh, speaking of which, lots of birds of prey f- circling at the uh, Kennedy Space Center for some reason. We don't know why. I took a picture. There were like thirty birds. Well, it's a lot. It's probably a lot of tarmac. Yeah. Which means you're getting. Um, Heat a lot of a lot of the, you're getting the, the 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 heat rising off of the tarmac mm, because it's so Florida. They're getting the thermals. They're getting thermals. They're catching the thermals. Yeah. So it's easy. It's it's an easy place for them to hang out because they're not they're not having to spend a lot of ener- expend a lot of energy flapping. Yeah. And interesting. That would be that would be my theory. And then too, I mean that you see that a lot with um, seagulls uh, in in North Carolina where I used to live because they would come inland from the coast. And they would hang out in like, um, um, actually, like where I used to work in, like Circuit City. They would hang out in those parking lots for the same reason because they can just go la da da and hang out. And anyway, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, working through. All right. So yeah, let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead with that. We'll go ahead and wrap things up. Actually, this went a little bit longer than I thought it was going to. So that's good. We have good content here. So, um, but yeah. So let's go ahead and wrap this up for the Doubting Thomas monthly recap for January 2022. We are in season three of the podcast. It's exciting as heck. Um, and we're having a good time. So, uh, Cliff, thanks for coming on and chatting with me about the month that was. And for everybody else, I want to thank you for listening and for giving us the benefit of the doubt.